welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Payne. And I'm your other host, Michelle Jane. How are you, Michelle? Okay? I'm good, thanks. You? I've just come back. I say just come back, but we went out for breakfast this morning. Oh, nice. Where did you go? Uh, we always go to the same place, so I really like um, pack pantry, and I always have the same thing. So I have avocado on sour bread toast with one egg and halloumi. Oh, that literally sounds like heaven. I always um, see the food coming up from Park Pantry, but I've literally never been, so I definitely want to go. Halloumi is. I've only ever been for breakfast, but yeah, it's so nice. Oh, lovely. Well, I haven't been out anywhere yet um, today. Just been doing some work and looking out at the sun, but I'm going to get out and do a workout and stuff in a bit, which will be nice. good. I feel yeah, like the last gym. Gone by. We've um, we've had a busy week. Been to London again, haven't we, for our course? Ah, uh, so busy. But I do enjoy our London trip. So Jessica and I were on the same course. We go to London uh, once a month, um, first Friday of every month, and yeah, it's so good. It's just um, to level up our business, and we just get so much from it, don't we? Yeah, we get absolutely loads out of it, and obviously, it's so nice that we get to share the experience and run our ideas past each other as well, because. Um, Otherwise, we'd be working alone completely. <laughs> so it's nice to have each other. Yeah. Thanks, our idea. Online coaching can be a bit lonely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let's get into today's topic then. Oh, by the way, I was going to say, one of my uh, clients messaged me earlier and said that our podcast is massively helping. He was about to leave the house and he remembered that he needed to turn his dryer off. <laughs> First of all, I was thinking, what do you what? mean? <laughs> he was going to turn his tumble dryer off. Remember I said about the tumble dryer on that podcast a few weeks ago? My cousin, um, her house was set on fire. Oh, caught fire. (laughs) So he was like, I'm learning even about household things from your podcast now. (laughs) That was funny. funny. (laughs) Right, okay, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today we are going to talk about a topic that some of you may have heard about in the news recently, and that is the new legislation that's being brought in from April 2022 requiring calorie labeling on menus to be introduced in cafes, restaurants and takeaways. And this has been implemented as a drive to tackle obesity and improve the nation's health. Um, I think the hope in, you know, adding calories to these menus is to enable consumers just to make informed and healthier choices for themselves and their families, you know, particularly children, ensure that the energy information or the food nutritional values are provided in a consistent manner so that everybody starts to actually understand them and and learn a little bit more to encourage caterers to reformulate their higher calorie products and perhaps make healthier alternative options of those. And then obviously to obviously, to recognize the importance of the restaurant or takeaway food consumption because we are just a nation that does eat out a lot. So I think we really need to understand and recognize that fact and then obviously take into account what we can do in order to start tackling the obesity problem and look at the areas that are contributing to the rise in obesity. And this topic has actually caused, you know, a lot of controversy and debate amongst the public recently for a variety of reasons. And I've got to be honest, my instant reaction, like without any other thinking was, thank God, <laughs> that's going to make my life so much easier when I'm eating out. 
as you all know, both Michelle and I, we follow a flexible dieting approach. And I find it so annoying when the calories aren't displayed anywhere. Or, you know, if I try and research on the website and the calories are not available. And even though, you know, well, both Michelle and I have been doing this for a long time now. So we are both good at estimating portion sizes and calories. But it is difficult when you're eating out because, you know, you have no idea what kind of oils they're using to cook the food in. But then, you know, from reading about the topic a little bit more and speaking to friends, clients and Michelle as well, obviously it became apparent then that there is this uh, other side to it that hadn't actually crossed my mind. And that is, did you want to go into that a little bit, Michelle? Yeah, so calorie counting is a common behaviour in people with disordered eating. Now, someone who suffered with disordered eating and has tried to restrict calories in the past and avoided eating out um, just for not knowing what calories are in food, um, to be honest, it doesn't really scare me because I know that this is not aimed at me. Now, this is aimed for the 63% of people that need that extra help to understand more of what they're putting in their bodies. Now, um, I can see it from both points of view. So someone who now um, does enjoy flexible dieting and understands what is in food a bit more um, and now has a freedom and can eat out. It doesn't bother me now, but years ago it would. So I can see it from both sides. I can see the people who maybe have just started eating out and not really bothered about um, knowing exactly how many calories are in food. Maybe are worried about regressing a little bit that seeing the calories on menus might restart old habits again or being obsessed about how many calories are in food so i can see it from both sides but people who have suffered with disordered eating they just got to remember that, that it's not aimed at them it's aimed at the the 63 percent of people who have who are overweight or, or obese so i can see it from both sides yeah definitely and you know now that i've thought about it more i mean in my initial reaction was yes <laughs> i wasn't thinking about anything else but of course now i've sat back looked at it and also spoken to friends and clients as well who've also raised you know that that same point they said you know it's it's both good and bad isn't it because it can be triggering so whilst it's there as a way to help people make more informed choices and be a bit more mindful we do have to consider um from the other perspective as well now one of my good friends she had um an eating disorder for quite a while and and i think even just going back a few years ago this would have been a huge issue <laughs> having the calories you know not not now like like you just said the same situation for you but in the past it, it very much might have now i did actually see on the website that they are going to be introducing um, a calorie free menu. So you will be able to go to a restaurant and ask for a menu without calories on it, which I think is a good um, is a good movement to make. But I guess still that would probably draw a little bit of anxiety into some people who are actually in that position. And you know, they wouldn't necessarily want to draw attention to themselves, maybe. So yeah, it's good and bad. But I mean, ultimately, like you just said, this this initiative is there to help the what was it sixty three percent of the of the population. Yeah, so it's basically estimated that overweight and obesity related conditions across the UK cost the NHS six point one billion 
each year. So almost two thirds, which is 63% of adults, are overweight or living with obesity. And one in three children leave primary school overweight or obese. So that's 28% obese. 36% overweight, so more than half of the population are overweight or obese. So of course the government is going to be worried to have to do something. So yeah, 63% of the population are overweight or obese. Isn't crazy? That is so crazy. And obviously, you know, obesity is a massive cause of ill health. Uh, you know, it gives you the increase in likelihood of getting conditions such as heart disease, stroke type 2 diabetes and even you know certain types of cancers as well so it's just so important that we start to tackle this now obese females are over 10 times more likely to develop type 2 diabetes than their healthy weight counterparts and obese males are over five times more likely so as you've just pointed out michelle this does really massively put a lot of pressure on the NHS and you know it's just just further costs as well on society because there's um increased sickness and absence from work so additional payment benefits so you know it costs the economy a lot of money so it's definitely something that needs to be tackled and I think the fact that we've just been through the the pandemic I think again as always there, there were two perspectives from the pandemic some people made the most of it and they went out and they got more fresh air. They started exercising, doing walking, and that was great. But for others, I think it was a massive, um, a massive problem. And people got sort of stuck in a rut and started eating more and gaining weight during the pandemic as well. So it's something that absolutely needs to be tackled right now, because if we leave it much longer, it's just going to escalate even more. And obviously obesity is a global issue. I think the rates have doubled since 1980 and the World Health Organization estimates that over 650 million adults were obese in 2016. So, I mean, that's a good few years ago now. So that that number is bound to have gone up um, by this stage. So it's quite quite scary figures, especially when you look at, you know, what the impact of having obesity or suffering with obesity has on both your health and the society's health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not only that, so not only will it make people aware of what they're eating and what is in their food, it'll also make people um, aware of how many calories and things that they assume that are healthy. For example, like a chicken Caesar salad. So say, for instance, you go into a restaurant, you really fancy the pizza, but you go for a chicken Caesar salad because you think it's less calories. But actually, like a chicken Caesar salad could be like 1,200 calories. Whereas your pizza that you really wanted, you didn't really want the chicken Caesar salad, it's like a thousand calories. So it'll just make people more aware of what, how many calories are in stuff that they assume are healthy. Just because something has a bit of salad in it or you think um, that it's a healthy option, you'd be surprised at like hidden calories and like sauces and, and different types of meat and pastas and things like that. Like, for example, there's a pasta pot. I remember my client bought it. It was a pasta pot in Tesco. And they bought, like, a a meal deal. And there was less calories in the McDonald's double cheeseburger and chips than it was in this pasta pot that she thought she was being healthy. So I I do think it's a good idea in that sense, just to make people aware of what's in food. I'm not saying everyone should go out and order a pizza all the time. But if you really fancy a pizza and not, like, a, a salad... 
and you can have the pizza because you know you've got the calories for it do you know what I mean yeah that's a really good point and I definitely agree because so many people um you know they feel like they have to go for the option that just looks the healthiest on the menu and like you said they really want that pizza and they end up missing out not actually enjoying themselves and you know being a bit miserable afterwards when actually they could have just eaten the pizza and, and enjoyed themselves had a good night and and that's it my friend actually she went for a meal the other day when I, and when I discussed this with her she told me that she ordered a salad she's a vegan so she ordered a vegan salad and that was like 750 calories or something and she couldn't understand where the calories were coming from because she <laughs> said it was just like lettuce and whatever else but it it's must the oil have, yeah exactly sorted. it's the oils and all of that and that's the things where when we're guesstimating we just can't we just can't understand how much they've used unless we've been in the kitchen and watched them and asked them to weigh it out you know restaurant cooking is very different to home cooking so what might look just look like a chicken breast actually could have been you know marinated in all sorts put in all sorts of oil and we just don't know yeah exactly so and that yeah so on the other on the flip side of it it might make people enjoy their meals out a little bit more having the having the calories i don't think it's necessarily going to be i mean obviously we like the idea and i think you know the the majority of my clients like the idea I asked them all actually the other day and some people came back to me and one said it will make life easier it'll hopefully encourage the restaurants to put healthier things on the menu in the first place and encourage people to make better choices another one said it's brilliant and well overdue it will definitely help people make healthier choices and make them more aware of their calorie consumption and just how high certain foods are in calories the same for alcohol. The calorie content in alcohol is shocking. I've definitely cut down on my beloved wine since tracking. And yesterday in the supermarket, I was scanning the various ciders, trying to figure out the lowest calories. People might start thinking healthier. Um, another one said, I also think it's a fab idea. I would also like to know what my children are eating too. I always read the labels on the packets, so I don't think eating out should be any different somebody else said i would like to see a breakdown of calories to allow us to make mindful choices for children sugar content is important not sure if it would be for children not sure if it would be good for children to be um over calorie aware so that's a good point actually that um we can talk about so yeah it's there is this uh, thing now as well isn't there about at what point do you start speaking to children about calories because the last thing anybody wants is to start you know saying oh you can't eat that that's this many calories you can't eat that so we definitely yeah. don't want to be encouraging you know eating disorders or unhealthy um views on food in children but i i think there's a big room for more education on just healthy food choices so not necessarily calories but more education around like a good balanced diet and vegetables and color and you know in a way that is good for children yeah i mean thinking about it now i can see it from the other side and it could start disordered eating with some people because if i go back to when i was eating healthy um it would probably make me order like a side salad again if i can see the calories in like a burger and chips so i, I can see it from both sides um so yeah so we have got to be really careful like jessica said like with kids um because we don't want to 
we don't want them to grow up having um, eating disorder or just disordered eating. No, absolutely not. And I think for as far as children are aware, it's about getting in at that early stage and just trying to influence their lifetime habits, you know, rather than talking about calories specifically, just making them aware of different meals, what's what is a healthy food choice, not necessarily good and bad food, because of course there is no good and bad yeah. food. But um, yeah, there is definitely scope for more education from that young age and, and helping people grow up to make their own healthier choices. But for the parents to have that understanding of the, the calories, I think is, is excellent really. Because, and what you do find actually is in restaurants at the moment, you know, the kids menus, they're always, they're not really that high in, you know, in terms of nutritional value, are they? They're all just, it's just rubbish food. Yeah, it's just usually like chicken nuggets, chips and beans, isn't it? You don't usually yeah. get like veg on them. No, exactly. So hopefully... So it might force restaurants to change their menus a little bit. Yeah, it might do. And that would be, it would be good. I would hate for them to like all just get rid of all nice food because... I think for me, because I'm so well aware, sometimes I will just have the night off. I won't care what calories are in something and I'll just want to eat it anyway, you know, not all the time, but on the odd occasion. But that is that would be my choice. And I don't think it would deter me from going over my calories on a specific day. But it'll be interesting for sure. It'll definitely be so much more helpful for us with uh, our flexible dieting approach for our clients and you know, just for people to actually get results quicker because there's not so much guesstimating involved and it's just going to be so much easier for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to be everywhere either. It's going to be for like the bigger restaurants and cafes. Yeah. They've got 250 or more employees. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, 100%. And they say that, where's this figure gone? Um so the estimated benefits are the health benefits that would accrue because of lower calorie consumption due to labeling directly and due to reformulation of the foods themselves by the restaurants and the caterers. And this would be equivalent to 4.6 billion over the 25 year assessment period. And they're saying that there would be savings to the NHS worth 430 million and social care savings worth 477 million and economic activity through increased labor force participation so people you know not being obese and being able to go back to work and things like that would be expected to result in further benefits worth 80 million pounds so in terms of the economic benefits i mean they're just incredible the economic and the benefits for the nhs but in terms of individual health as well i mean how amazing would that be for people to live longer happier healthier lives and not be suffering so much because there is just a lot of that going on these days yeah exactly so overall i as i said before i can see it from both sides i can see that one it could start disordered eating with some people or some people that are getting over disordered eating it could maybe bring back things that are obsessing over calories but we just got to remember that it's not aimed at people with disordered eating. It's a bit like the way I thought of it, and I heard someone say this, it's a bit like an alcoholic. 
when an alcoholic goes shopping, they have to walk past, so they don't have to, but it's there, walk yeah. past the alcohol yeah. aisle. Like all shops and supermarkets, they're not going to hide the alcohol just because someone's recovering from um, being an alcoholic. That person has to live with it. I know it sounds a bit harsh, but someone who maybe getting over disordered eating, they just got to realise it's not aimed at them. It's a bit like an alcoholic's got to walk past um, alcohol every time they go shopping in the supermarket. Um, yeah. They've got to realise that obviously the alcohol is not there to to make them regress, to make them become alcoholic again. It's, it's just there. So it's something that unfortunately that they have to live with. But there is help out there for people that are suffering from disordered eating. So if this thing, um, the calories on menus make you maybe go back to your old ways and seek help. But you just got to look at it like the way I'm looking at it, it's not aimed at me. It's aimed at the 63% people that are suffering with obesity and being overweight. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because they're two yeah. distinct problems and, you know, one could massively benefit from this and one group could, you know, have some issues from this. But like you said, they are two distinct problems and for disordered eating and those issues the government just needs to do you know hopefully a little bit more I'm not sure how much yeah. help there is I'm, I know I do hear that it's not the best so perhaps there should be you know more of an initiative now to to help people with disordered eating issues as well so you know this is one issue that's being tackled and this is the the resolution or the solution for that or hopefully anyway um, and then they also need to implement something else for those with eating disorders to help to help those too. So yeah, it's um it's a difficult one. I can definitely see both sides, but I think looking at both, just looking at the pure facts and figures. I mean, you've read some out. I'm just looking at the figures um, for Wales specifically. Obviously, we're based in Wales. So one in eight children aged four to five is obese in Wales. So that's over four thousand children. 600,000 adults aged age 16 or over are obese in Wales. So that's around one in four. One in three adults aged 45 to 64 in Wales is obese. 10,000 more adults become obese each year. And around 60,000 adults aged 16 plus are severely obese. So those are some, you know, pretty huge figures there. And it's, it's yeah. just absolutely a problem that needs to be needs to be worked on and I really can't wait and I hope that this does have some benefits but like we've said equally it's not just going to be the calories on the menus oh problem solved why didn't we do that yeah. there's a lot of other work that needs to go on to educate um society on on calories on nutrition on healthy eating on encouraging people to exercise and all sorts of things yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we can't go on as a nation paying out 6.1 billion every year. It's just crippling the NHS. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good idea. Um, it's a long time coming. I think they should have done it a long time ago. Um, but yeah, hopefully, even if it helps like one person, um, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. So it's just going to make people more aware of what they're, they're putting inside their bodies. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a it's a really good initiative, just as long as they back it up with, um, you know, more education and help for people in order to change their behaviours so they can actually, um, you know, make informed choices, but just live healthier as well. 
and actually, you know, transform their mindsets and just be healthier and happier. I think it would be much, how nice would it be to see a nation that, you know, gradually starts to get over this? Obviously, it's going to be, you know, a few years away before we start seeing any impact whatsoever. Yeah. But how good would it be to, to see more and more people being able to work, less people being diagnosed with diseases such as um, diabetes, you know, certain cancers? It, I mean, that's just going to have massive massive impact and i think it's it's great absolutely yeah i think it's great that they're starting to do something uh, about it so um yeah hopefully that not too many people ask for menus without the calories on especially if you do need to lose some weight because it kind of defeats the point of having calories on the menus anyway <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely um I'm just glad. Do you know what? I, I remember messaging Casper's about two years ago and I was like, please, can you tell me the calories for your cookie dough? Because I'm <laughs> going to eat it, but like I want to try and plan it and factor it into my calories so that I know what I need to save throughout the week. Because obviously we do calorie banking and I was thinking, right, I want a cookie dough on Saturday as my treat. I'm estimating it to be around eight, 900 calories with like the sauces that I have on it and a bit of ice cream and stuff. But so I did, you know, manage to get on other websites like Pizza Hut website and My Cookie Dough and other places like that. But it's just guesstimating. And I thought, God, how difficult is this? And I, I messaged them, I emailed them and I was just completely ignored. And I thought, oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> like, I'm going to eat it anyway, but I just want to factor it into my calories. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm over-egging it? What if I've like guessed it's 900 calories, but actually it's only 600, then I'm missing out on 300 calories yeah doing yourself out of 300 calories eh? <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah i am i'm looking forward to it yeah i think it, i think it'd be good yeah it'd definitely be good for our clients because we not encourage our clients but we want them to have a flexible sustainable lifestyle so eating out and going out is obviously part of that so we want to um, encourage them just to have a life so for our clients to be able to see the calories on the menu so even if they plan in advance if they know they're going to go out to say tj fridays and have a burger fries and uh, maybe a dessert probably their daily calories but they can just plan in advance and then be able to eat out and enjoy food with family and not just order like a side salad like i have to because you're afraid of how many calories is in the food so yeah i, I just think it's a good idea and it, looking at it on our point of view for our clients um i think it's fantastic yeah, I do. And like I said, I read out some of the comments from some of my clients and they're, they're all for it. They're super excited. I think it's going to make people's lives so much easier. And, you know, we, we both experience when new clients come on board with us, if they haven't had any experience of tracking calories or things like that in the past, it's really, it feels daunting and they don't know what to do. And obviously we help them through that process then and support them over the, the coming weeks and months. And it does become just so eye-opening. They're like, wow, I can't believe I'm consuming this. Wow, I never realized this food had this. And oh my God, I'd never even considered the milk in my tea and the butter on my toast. Mm. And it's all of these things that people just don't consider. And I think how much better will it be when everybody is a lot more educated on it? And so it'll be, it's just going to be much less of a struggle for people to lose weight and hopefully just avoid this fad diet culture as well. And, you know, yo-yo dieting, fad diets. I hope yeah. that's another thing that comes out of it, that people stop selling all these stupid things. And 
you know like ketones and I think flexible dieting and things like that are getting more popular now people are, are getting more aware to lose um weight you need to be in a calorie deficit which to be honest a few years ago like I didn't even know what a calorie, calorie deficit was but I think because so many people are now more educated and you've got the big influencers who are big on calorie deficit and having a flexible lifestyle that people are getting more aware now so I think yeah. in years to come I think it'll just be the, the the norm and those people selling those stupid products I think they will I think they will always be around, but I don't think they will be as popular. I don't think many no. people will be, or as many people will be buying them. Well, let's hope so, because I hate scrolling past all that crap on my uh, social media. It does my head in. Oh, I even follow them. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, it's, it. just, it's just people you end up following then. They start bloody posting it all, don't they? You just I'm, I always manage to see it shared somewhere, like things like that. And yeah, just people it, all it randomly contact me. Herbalife distributors jumping in my DMs. Go away. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, well, yeah. So basically, long story short, we both agree with the introduction of calories on menus. And I'm sure many of you do, but it would be very interesting for us to to learn, you know, other perspectives on it. What do you think of it? Let us know. We uh, contact Yeah, message us. Yeah, contact us on social media or... Can people put a comment underneath the podcast? Can they write on it or not? I don't think they can, can they? No, they can't on Spotify, they can't. I don't think they can on iTunes. They can even review, can't they? But yeah. Um yeah, messages, so maybe screenshot the podcast and then write your little um little note of what you think, what your view on it is, and then tag Jessica and I. So Jessica is Jesse underscore pain dot dot and um, <laughs> dot games <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm a little bit easy i'm um, michelle um, yeah, I need to mine. <laughs> they will be in uh, they will be on the description of the podcast anyway so um yeah screenshot the podcast write a little note on what your view is it'll be interesting to see what you think yeah definitely it's um it's a topic that fascinates me so i'm definitely interested in finding out you know more people's views on it so that'll be good thanks Awesome, I think we're done. Yes, that we is, are done. That is it. What are you going to do now, Michelle, for the rest of the day? I am going to eat my pre-workout, which is oats, Biscoff. Oh, I love Biscoff and oats. And some cashew nuts. And no. then I'm going to go and train legs. Nice, I think I'm going to train today. Probably legs as well, actually, as well. I haven't long had my breakfast, which was oats and strawberries and blueberries and protein powder breakfast uh, it's half past two mine people and just <laughs> breakfast i've had two breakfasts and a snack um, i think yeah <laughs> i've got more calories saved for the evening now haven't i <laughs> yeah, I yeah i'm on like lunch for the, i'm usually on lunch by the time jessica has her first breakfast <laughs> <laughs> i know it's because i've been on these lower calories i'm trying to start my meals a little bit later just so i'm not like waiting to eat so much i find it easier to just delay breakfast and then i'm all right for the rest of the day yeah although i'm actually eating my calories a bit this week so i I should be able to eat a little bit earlier and get a mid-morning snack in that'll be nice (laughs) right okay well enjoy your leg session you too thanks and we will catch up in a couple of days yeah thanks for listening guys thanks for listening Bye. bye